Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. We are talking about loving God with all of our soul, you know, with all of our emotional being, and uh, emotional uh, well-being is our inheritance in our eternal life, and uh, we must know how to allow God to work deep into. Our soul to get rid of all those emotional baggages that uh, manipulate us, that control our lives, so that we can be truly set free and and be emotionally uh, healthy. And uh, also, we need to sustain our emotional well-being by drinking from the spring. Of living water, so we allow the Holy Spirit to continue to fill us, to to satisfy our inner uh, needs by the love of God, by the grace of God, and uh, uh, yeah, so that we 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 are secure in God and we are uh, are filled and, and and satisfied and. It is also important that we know how to maintain our emotional health, because to love God with all of our soul, we cannot be carrying a wounded a spirit or wounded soul uh, inside. You know, we we got to be healthy, not just outwardly, uh, physically, but in our emotions, so that we can really serve God and love God with all of our soul. You know, a problematic soul uh, with emotional issues will create problems. You know, sometimes you're amazed why there's so much problem in the church. The reason is because outside, if you are not in church, you don't need to get in such close relationship with you, uh, with others. Those who Know you are those who are in the family. They will know whether you are a problematic person or whether you are emotionally healthy. But in a church situation, because we are in a community, that's why sometimes churches have so much problem. Or oh, this one, that one, and we need to be aware that the reason is not because churches are no good. The reason is because you have come in to the church with your emotional baggage, even though Jesus has given you a new life, but you have not entered into the inheritance of eternal life. You have eternal life, but you have not entered into the inheritance. You have not allowed Jesus to cleanse you up emotionally, uh, uh, to to be emotionally healthy. You know, we we all know hurting people hurt others. Hurting people hurt others, and that's what happened. And and I believe God wants us to to really know how to love Him with all of our soul by taking care of our emotional well-being. And uh, so now that we we have entered into Christ. We need to maintain this emotional health. 
uh, maintaining a healthy soul. How do we do that? Very often, it's the words of people that hurts us, that wound us. Not not just the words, their attitude, uh, their com- the way they communicate that brings uh, hurts to others, and particularly arrogant people. You know, arrogant people, the way they feel that they are absolutely right. And they are aggressive. They are, you know, they are not sensitive to others because they think they are uh, the best. They think they are right. So the way they talk, they really can bring about so much uh, uh, hurts and 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 crushes our spirit. You know, when we listen to it. So we need to protect our soul from words of the arrogance. And uh, look at Ephesians six, verse sixteen. He said, "In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one." We know that Satan uses people who are close to us. We are not fighting against flesh and blood, but yet those who are close to us, the flesh and blood. They are the one who shoot this fire, fiery darts, these uh, fiery uh, flaming arrows into into our lives, used by the enemies. You know we have learned that Christians is the one that he loves to use to attack Christians, to to cause us hurts and wounds, and that's why there are so much problem. Uh, it, it can be so much problem in a church if the people in our cell group, if the people who are next to you, they are not being delivered and healed emotionally. It doesn't matter how long they have been Christians. It doesn't matter whether they are leaders or not leaders. But if they carry that wounds, you know they are the vessel that the enemies will use. To shoot those fiery darts, and uh, look at Psalm ninety-four, verse four and five. They pour out arrogant words. All the evil doers are full of boasting. They crush your people, Lord. They oppress your inheritance. So you know. Is talking about the words of this arrogance. They oppress. You know, there's a lot of self, a lot of boasting. They think they are right, and uh, so that's why they come off, on, uh, come off in such a manner, and they crushes your people. Here again, is talking about words, words of the arrogant. They crushes, you know. Uh, your people, because the arrogance like to put other people down. They oppress your inheritance, and so when we take in those words, it makes you feel so useless. It makes you feel so defeated, and uh, they belittle you. 
the way they, they, they talk, the way they treat you as if you are, you know, uh, worthless. And so these are, and they're aggressive. They will not listen. They will fight to, to win if you, if you uh, were to disagree with them. You know, all this kind of spirit, they are demonic spirit. Through the words, it brings about oppression. They are hardened in their hearts. They just can't listen to reasoning. They just can't understand what people are trying to bring across. All it is is about themselves. It's about self. And uh, so they, they are so, so oppressive on people because they want to be in control. And they inflict pain and, uh, uh, and uh, shame and defeats uh, on people whom they talk to. So they discourage you, they demoralize you, so, so much so that you have no strength. So we need to protect our soul from these arrogant people. And the psalmist is crying out to God, God protect us. You know what these people are trying to do to us, and this is the, the, the negative impact that they, they brought to our lives, so oppressed by their words. And, and we need to cry out to God. And in Psalm 119, verse 122, he said, Ensure your servant's well-being. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. Ensure the well-being of your servant. So can you see, this is, this is a very real battle that we face in life because you know, we come across people who are so arrogant, who think they're right, and they just can't uh, listen to other people because it's all about themselves, pride, you know, being so proud. And, and, and they just attack you. They just belittle you to make them feel uh, powerful. And uh, so when we cry out to God, there are times we do, not, we do not see our salvation. We do not see deliverance. There are people you have to live with. And if they continue to behave in such a way, well, you can imagine the sort of torment, the sort of uh, uh, hurts that they continuously inflict upon your soul, your emotion. is so hard to bear. You know, in Psalm 119, verse 1, 2, 3, he said, My eyes fail looking for your salvation, looking for your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your love and teach me your decrees. So when you cry out to God, you know, we look for solution, we look for salvation. But there are times, you know, you can look until you've, you, you are so discouraged and disappointed, your eye fails. You just cannot see Salvation. It says, my eyes fail looking for your salvation. It's not coming. 
It's not coming. I'm hoping that, Lord, that you will, in your righteous uh, uh, promise, you will do something. You will do what is right. But it is not forthcoming. But we know that God is, has heard our prayer. We know God has heard our cry. And then it says, deal with your servant according to your love and teach me your decrees. So, in those times when our salvation is not coming, we really need the grace of God. We really need help from God to, to be able to protect our soul, to protect our emotion, so that we are emotionally healthy. Otherwise, we'll be crushed. We'll be so broken by the words of these arrogant people. You know, Joseph was in prison for so long, looking for God's salvation, but he wasn't coming. David was running away from Saul for many, many, many years. Somehow God's salvation doesn't seem to be coming. So what happened during those times? Does it mean that God doesn't care? Does it mean that God is not hearing our prayer? The psalmist say, God, deal with me according to your love and teach me your decrees. So despite the fact that there is no obvious salvation, God is still working. God is still uh, doing a deep work in our heart to prepare us for the time when our salvation comes, for the time when He will deliver us into the destiny that He has prepared for us. We see in the life of Joseph, we see in the life of David, when God delivered them, that's the time they rise. David became king. Joseph becomes ruler in, in Egypt. So God has a way of working and preparing his servant. And, and many times this path is not easy. It's very painful. It's very hurting. And that's why the psalmist is crying out, God, you deal with me according to your love. In our words, be merciful, God. I know you love me. Deal with me in your love. Don't let me suffer to such an extent that, that I cannot hold on because there's no salvation coming at this time. You know, deal with me in your love, deal with me in your grace, in your mercy. You know the pain, you know what I'm going through. And teach me your decrees. So during that time that God is working out His plan, His purpose in our life, preparing us for what He had for us. So we need to, we need to uh, protect ourselves from arrogant people, the, the words of the arrogant people, and, and we need to cry out to God and ask God to, to deliver us and, and also to protect us, to give us grace, you know, when, when we need to go through it over a long, a prolonged period of time. It is not easy. I know it's not easy. But we have to submit to God's dealing. 
So teach me, Lord, your decrees, O God. Let me walk according to your words, not according to my flesh. You know, I don't want to react in my flesh because of the suffering so that it becomes worse. Teach me your decrees so that I may walk according to it. And to maintain a healthy soul, we need to deal with current emotional issue. We need to deal with current emotional issue, things that is happening a lot of times because we know it's, it's painful, it's tough to deal with it. We tend to want to avoid it. We tend not to want to deal with it. I remember an incident not so long ago. We had to deal with a very nasty situation. But we rise up and begin to confront it, begin to deal with it. Well, things turn out to be for the better. But for a long time, we did not deal with it and we allow it to carry on, allow people to behave in a certain way. It didn't help. And uh, so uh, uh, in order to deal with some emotional issues, we have to deal with it when it happens rather than drag on and allow things to, to, to drag on. In Ephesians 4, verse 26, 27, he said, In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down. While you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. So you can see, God wants us to deal with those emotional issues, those emotional hurts, as soon as we could. Right? Before the sun go down. So, if we don't, what's happening? We will allow anger to continue to burn in our hearts and eventually it will really result in bitterness, whether you like it or not. When an unresolved problem, when we carry that anger in our hearts, it becomes bitter. And it continues to brew in our hearts. So bitterness will open the door for Satan to come in. That's why I say, do not give the devil a foothold. So I just share on the teaching that Satan would want to come into our life because of bitterness and use us to attack or stumble other Christians. You know, this is the verse that we know so often, but I hope it's it sort of hit you and sank into your spirit to know that Satan would want to use you if you allow bitterness to, to dwell in your hearts rather than rise up to confront and deal with the issue because Satan would, would just use you to, to be his agent to bring division, to bring conflicts, to cause problems to come into the 
church, into your cell group, in your relationship with people. So when we deal, you know, what, what do we do? Forgiveness is absolutely necessary. We forgive for our own sake, not for the other person. Because if you do not forgive, Satan will come in. You open the doors for Satan to come in. So do you want Satan to come in and use you? Do you want to be trapped and enslaved by Satan by continuing to hold on to that bitterness? No, we don't want. We want God to fill our hearts, not Satan, not demon spirit. And definitely, demon spirit can come into a Christian and fill a Christian's life. We see it too often. They bring division, they slander, they hinder the progress of the work of God. And many times, in the name of ministry, in the name of loving God, you know, and when you can see behind the schemes of Satan, it's really sickening that these kind of things are happening. And I hope... You know, that we are teaching the Word of God so that Christians, believers, people in the church will wake up and understand what the Word of God is warning us. And the Second Corinthians 2, verse 10 to 11, Anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. So can you see? That's the schemes of the evil one, causing conflicts between believers. So Paul is saying, hey, I forgive them for your sake, so that Satan will not have a, uh, uh, an avenue to come in and to destroy the fellowship, to destroy the church. So that's what, that's the spirit we need to carry so that we will not allow Satan to use us, so that we will not cause division in our cell group, in our church, in our fellowship. So this is, this is the number one avenue Satan used to gain entrance in a, in a believer's life. Unforgiveness and bitterness in our hearts. So we, we forgive to keep bitterness away because when bitterness is there, the enemy is working. The sort of damage, let's read about it in the Ephesians 4. 31 and 32, verse 31 and 32. He said, Paul wrote, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. So the word of God says, forgive each other. There is a mutual forgiveness. 
of one another. Because if we don't, all bitterness, you know, bitterness is not just in, in one way. You can be bitter about a lot of things about, you know, so we got to keep our hearts clean, our hearts pure, free from this, because if not, Satan will come in and use you to slander, use you to, and turn you to become a bitter person, a, 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 a wicked person. You know, you say, you know, I'm a Christian. Yes, you are a Christian. But if you allow bitterness to come in, and when Satan come in to your life, he can turn you into a wicked person. Right? There'll be, be uh, quarrels and, and, and anger and slander and uh, all kinds of things, evil things happen because you allow bitterness to come in because Satan is at work. So, get rid of all kinds of bitterness. It defiles people. We are there to cause damage. We become aggressive because bitterness is working, Satan is working. We want to win. We want to... Uh, bring harm to the other person, damage the other person, whether it's their reputation, character, uh, whatever, right? You, you just want to win because bitterness and, and take revenge. Bitterness, demon spirit are working. So, we want to Protect our hearts, protect our soul from the words of arrogant people who want to oppress us, who want to um, belittle us and crush our spirit. And then, well, so you may need to avoid these people and if it cannot be avoided because it could be people around you, we need to cry out to God and ask God to protect us. At the same time, we allow God to work in our hearts, to work out His plan and purpose. Pray for endurance. And then secondly, we have to keep our uh, spirit healthy by dealing with current emotional issues. Not all issues are, are baggages that we carry, you know, but... Uh, Continuously, we deal with people and there will be present issues that we need to deal with. And we need to arise and, and be bold and confront. Otherwise, bitterness will be there and uh, Satan will take advantage of the situation. And we don't want to fall into that scheme. And thirdly, we keep our soul healthy by praising God. You know, our soul, our emotion are created to express our worship to God. And a wholesome soul, a healthy soul, is a soul that knows how to praise and worship God. Look at Psalm 103, verse 1 to verse 5. He said, Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being praise His holy name. 
praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeem your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfy your desire with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. So if we do not know how to praise God, you will never be satisfied in your soul. You will never be satisfied inside. You know, a, a, a person will know how to praise God. They are thankful people. They remember what God has done. They remember all His benefits when they come into the presence of God. So they are not coming with murmuring and complaining, but rather they come with their mind, you know, remembering the goodness of God, what God has done to them and for them. It says, the psalmist says, I will not forget all your benefits. So when we remember that, we have so much to praise God rather than murmuring, complaining. And uh, we remember how He redeemed us, how He gave us a chance, a second chance. We mess it up, how He comes into our life and, and, and with His love and compassion, He comes to us and restores us and uh, plays His crown upon us, a crown of honor and glory He gave us. So God is good. You know, to, so we need to maintain a healthy soul by keep praising God, looking at, to Him and His goodness. That will help us to dispel the sort of frustration, disappointment, anger that, that could want to dominate our life. Instead, we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us because when we praise God, that's where God is. That's where he's, He manifests His presence. And that's where His grace begins to pour down into our life. So we want to be people who know how to praise God to maintain a healthy soul. And, uh, and we maintain a healthy soul by working with God, by fulfilling God's purpose, God's calling in our life. And uh, it says in verse 5, he says, who satisfies your desire with good things. Satisfy your desire with good things. You know, God is the one who calls you. God is the one who uh, uh, put those desires in your hearts. So when we work with God, when we fulfill the calling, the gift things that God has, has, has placed in our life and make it fruitful, productive. Can you imagine the satisfaction that comes into your soul, into your heart? I mentioned uh, uh, in time past that I start to do a little bit of uh, gardening, growing vegetables. You know, the, the joy, the satisfaction of seeing your labor produces fruits that you can enjoy. That's, 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 
satisfaction that keeps you going. You know, and that's what it says, who satisfy your desire with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, it's hard work toiling the sore and, and, and sweating. But then you see the fruits that causes you to be renewed with strength. And you just, you know, will continue planting because you are harvesting. So we need to... Uh, if we need our soul to be healthy, we cannot be people who are idle. We cannot be people who are not excelling in our lives and, and, and being lazy or, or being, uh, not being motivated. You know, when you put in the hard words, when, when you are doing what God has asked you to do, you know, the desire that God has put in your hearts, you will be satisfied. Because of the goodness he 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 give you uh, fulfill your desire with good things, with good things to bring about that calling, to bring about that purpose of his, he will give you grace, he will give you the right connection, uh, he will supply you the resources, he give all good things to you. To make you fruitful, to make the desire of your heart fulfilled and satisfied. So this is uh, how we can maintain a healthy soul. Proverbs says this, Proverbs 13.4, A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. The sluggard, if you are lazy, you know, some people say, you are a lazy soul. You know, don't be a lazy soul. God has given you desire. Be passionate. Be diligent. Work at it with all your heart. And the more harvest, the more fruits you get, the more joy you have. So if you live in our life, okay, you're not going to be really satisfied. But when you are going all the way out, you know, there will be surprises, there will be fruits, there will, you know, God will begin to open those. You'll be so energized. Your youth is being renewed. You want to carry on, carry on, carry on. You know, those who, without desires, without you know, motivation. Can you see? They have no strength. They walk slow. They do things. They just have no life. But we want to be filled with the life of God. And, and so, and, and keep a healthy soul. So I trust that uh, tonight, you learn something about how to keep your soul healthy. Jesus has healed us and, and, and set us free, but we got to maintain, we got to maintain that, that healthy soul, right? You know, certain kind of people, those arrogance who belittle, who, who oppress you, if you can, avoid these people. You know, stop talking uh, 
with these people to protect your own sanity. Okay, and uh, we need to keep looking to God if we cannot avoid this kind of situation, this kind of relationship. Keep looking to God. At the same time, allow God to, to prepare us for greater things, to work in our life. And then, secondly, we need to just deal with issues, emotional issues that happens. We need to forgive one another, mutual forgiveness. We need to not allow bitterness to take root so that Satan will come in and bring uh, destruction. But rather, we, we forgive, we deal with it as soon as we can. Thirdly, we keep a healthy soul by praising God. We are created to praise God. And we will remember all the benefits, all the goodness of God, so that we will have so much to praise God. Rather than opening our mouth, is always murmuring and complaining. You know, but when we praise God, our soul are being satisfied, being filled with His presence. And then we need to work, work with God. Fulfill those desire that He has placed in our heart. is the calling, the things that He wants us to do. And when we are doing what God wants to do and working it diligently and we see the fruits, it will renew you. You want to keep on and, and keep going. You know, that's why some are just keep going. Others retire prematurely. They already given up. There's no life in them. So let's, let's uh, maintain a healthy soul by being diligent so that uh, we can continue to glorify God in our life. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you that emotional wellness is our inheritance in your eternal life. And we pray that all your people will know how to maintain this well-being in our soul and not be not allow bitterness not allow past emotional hurts and wounds not allow the enemies to come in to hinder us to destroy us to use us but rather we look to you our salvation comes from you and father we pray that you will teach us your word we pray that you will help us to forgive those we need to forgive so that we maintain a good spirit in our heart and in our emotion so that bitterness will have no place in our heart. And Father, we pray that we will know how to work with you, together with you, to fulfill those desires that you have put into our hearts that will give our hearts to, to, to work at it diligently to see a harvest of fruits uh, coming into our life. And most of all, we will never, never forget your benefits. We know how to praise you. We know how to worship you. So that that river of living more spring will just keep bubbling up from within us. And we thank you. Thank you for this well-being which is our inheritance in your salvation. We thank you, Lord. Bless your people. Minister to your people. 
touch us, heal us, deliver us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. We will dismiss. Amen.